0: Time for the El Conservador radio show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on this Saturday, April 10th. 2021, the El Conservador Show with George Rodriguez. Thank you for being with us today. We've got a powerful lineup, my friends. Um, We've got, uh, you know, our show comes to you courtesy of Border Hawk News. I really, really encourage you to uh, check them out, uh, to subscribe, to uh, support them. Uh, Very, very good folks and uh, completely always up to date uh, on what is happening at the border, my friends. They tell you what you are not hearing from the, nat- from the uh, national mainstream media. Uh, so, okay, so who is on our show today? Let me uh, give you a rundown real quick of our lineup. Very, very good as usual. We've got uh, S- Sheriff Sam Page from Rockingham County, North Carolina. And um, Sheriff Page is going to be chatting with us about a letter uh, to President Biden that was recently signed and sent by uh, almost 200, if not over 200, sheriffs from around the country. The sheriffs around the country, my friends, are becoming very, very alarmed at the number of illegal aliens that are coming in, unvetted, unchecked, and, um, you know, uh, some of them gang members, some of them criminals, some of them even jihadists that have been caught at the border, yes. You know, one thing that that the uh, news media refuses to acknowledge but that's the reality we do have some terrorists sneaking in. Uh, our other guest our second guest is going to be Mr. Raul Reyes, uh, a very good friend of mine from Del Rio here from the Valverde County area here in here in Texas. He lives on the border and he's going to give us a um, an, a, a a snapshot of what he is seeing and hearing right there in his own backyard in the uh in the Valverde County area, my friends. Uh, Very disturbing. Very, very disturbing. Uh, Our third guest is Mr. Uh, Chris Hayek. Chris Hayek uh, is with the Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C., and he's going to be chatting with us about a case that they have filed that that is moving through the courts, and hopefully it will be in the Supreme Court soon, uh, regarding protection of American workers. American workers, my friends, are under attack by the globalists. Let's face it, by the globalists. Let's not min- let's not mince words. The globalists want cheap labor in in the United States. Yes, all of these big tech folks who are always talking about human rights, they could care less about American workers' rights. And so, what they are doing, my friends, is they are fighting to import uh, cheap labor, cheap tech- technicians, uh, folks with with uh, technical uh, know-how so that they can replace uh, American workers. Very, very sad, very, very interesting how the Democratic Party, which is supposed to be the party of American workers, which is supposed to be the party of labor unions, they are pushing for this, uh, for this bill to allow, or for this uh, law to allow them to bring in as many cheap labor technician workers, tech workers, as they want. Shocking, sad, but it is the reality of the new globalist socialist agenda. Our final guest, uh, who's become a, a good friend, is uh, Mr. Mark Morgan. Mark Morgan is the uh, former Customs and Border Enforcement Commissioner in Washington, D.C. Uh, Mark not only was the commissioner, was a Border Patrol agent and an ICE agent, uh, working his way up through the ranks, but he was also a police officer. So when we talk with him regarding the whole issue of the breakdown of law and order, the attack on law and order, not only just the, at the border but in, in our own communities, he knows what he's talking about. He served as a uh, as a police officer in L.A. and uh, you know now they've got a district attorney in L.A. that's tr- that's decriminalizing everything, so that you can do whatever you want. Uh, but Mark's going to be talking about his recent visit to the border. What he saw, what he experienced, and what he thinks needs to happen. So my friends, thank you for being with us again. Our show is brought to you courtesy of BorderHawk.net, or .news, should I say. BorderHawk News. Check them out. Support them. And of course, by all means, support El Conservador, the El Conservador show with George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer And uh, we've got our our good friend, Sheriff uh, Sam Page from uh, Rockingham Rockingham County, uh, North Carolina. I wanted to get him on because several, uh, maybe as many as 100, I believe, sheriffs from across the country have written, have signed a letter that has been written about their concern regarding what is going on at the border. And uh, I wanted him to come on the show and talk to us about uh, what... uh, what inspired them to write this letter, and what it is it uh, they're hoping to accomplish? Sheriff, thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to be with us. Tell us about this letter that uh, that has just gone out, and uh, what uh, what's it all about? Why was it written, and uh, what do you in- hope to, to accomplish from it?
2: Well, the letter, uh, the header that goes out, and this is sent to uh, President uh, Joe Biden, our president. This was sent to him. Basically, he says, Help America's sheriffs, keep our neighborhoods and communities safe, halting illegal immigration and there are other issues that go with that as we go into detail in the letter and stuff but uh, i've worked with sheriffs from across uh the country from the border inward since i made my first trip to to arizona uh, almost 11 years ago to see where the drugs uh where the human trafficking and the human smuggling were coming through and any other criminal elements that try to sneak through our porous borders and uh it started all there almost 11 years ago since then, uh, I'm working with the National Sheriffs. and working with Sheriffs uh, uh, through the National Sheriffs' Association, Border, Security, and the Immigration Committee. I've educated myself about how things that happen at the border don't stay there. They impact the interior of the United States. So when people say, well, Sheriff, uh, what's the border issues 1,500, 2,000 miles away? What's that got to do with Rockingham County, North Carolina? I so, well, in the past 10 years, over 400 persons I have been criminally charged in my jail that were illegally in this country, that committed criminal offenses in my community. I'm a small county of 92,565 square miles, and and, and what, so what I'm saying is, if I'm seeing that 414 people were arrested that were, and criminally charged that were illegally in the country in my county, what, other, what are other counties seeing across the nation? And what we found out through our discussion is a lot of us are seeing the criminal activity. A lot of times, the persons that come through the border, they are involved in criminal activities, again, once they get into your communities, a lot of times they victimize their, their own communities. A lot of times we've we seen in a Latino community that uh, these, these criminal elements, particularly persons working in the drug, at the drug business and human trafficking business, they victimize their own people. But also they're committing crimes against American citizens. And, you know, I had a chance, George, I don't know if you know this, but I had a chance to, over the past few years to meet the Angel Moms, listen to their stories, testify in Congress about this, about how they were impacted and how they were affected, and and so myself and 274 sheriffs, which is almost 10% of the sheriffs in America, there are nearly 3,000 3, plus sheriffs, but nearly 10% signed on to a letter to be sent to the president to ask him, to urge him to to look at what's going on, the dangerous impact it's having on our communities, and how the president has the ability to reverse some of his decisions he's made since January twentieth, to rescind those those policies and look at policies that were working under the past administration and other administrations that worked to better control the border issue. Because if we don't secure and protect our borders, you've heard me say this before. If we
1: fail to secure our borders, every sheriff in America will become a border sheriff. It's it's true. It's true. You know there there seems to be a a, a, a just a complete misunderstanding of how bad. The, uh, the situation is at our border. Uh, are that many sheriffs, do you think, are that many sheriffs being impacted by it at this point?
2: Uh, absolutely. You know, there were, only, there were 274 sheriffs that signed on the letter that went to the president, but I feel certain there were, there were several sheriffs that got, may have gotten the email but may not have responded. However, it doesn't mean that they don't care, because I can tell you, every sheriff in America, just like elected officials in Washington, and the president, took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution, and the first responsibility of government is to protect our citizens. So, we, you know, we're upholding our oath. So, you know, sheriff, whether you're a sheriff in, uh, in 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 Vermont or you're a sheriff in Texas, sheriffs have similar jobs. We do similar work. We may have different terrain, but we have similar work. But the thing about it is, is there are sheriffs united across this country. To care about our citizens. I care about the citizens of Rockingham County, but I recognize from my education that going back and forth to the border, communicating with sheriffs to the National Sheriffs' Association, that if we don't stop these problems at our border, it will be at your doorstep. It will be in your county. It'll be in your cities across this nation. It's already reported years ago, over 1,200 representatives from the uh, MS-13 gang groups were across the United States in 1,200 cities. Uh, just recently, what last year, in, uh, a little bit at uh, the beginning of last year, I think there were four persons that were tied in with the with the new generation Jalisco cartel that were arrested ten minutes north of my town, where I live, and had been operating for four years in the drug trafficking trade. Wow. Uh, uh, four days later, uh, ten or eleven members of the same cartel group were arrested in Charlotte, North Carolina. You familiar with Charlotte? Uh, they were arrested in Charlotte and connected to California. So the thing about it is the criminal element tied in with the cartel is here in America. Now, the thing different is they don't do all the things they do across the border. They don't do the beheadings and the, and the dismemberments and all that stuff. But can you imagine the first time we see that in the United States? That's why I'm trying to protect our citizens in Rockingham County, North Carolina, to make sure that I work with sheriffs and my partner in sheriffs to make sure we protect our communities from the criminal element. People are doing human trafficking and also the drug trade, 60 to billion, sixty to $90 billion business. And, and that buys a lot of corruption and that buys a lot of criminality across the
1: board. Wow. You know, l- let me ask you this, because uh, there are certain cities, uh, not necessarily just counties, but certain cities, including Charlotte, North Carolina, that uh, have become sanctuary communities or sanctuary cities. And uh, does those impact on on, uh, on 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 the safety, the the uh, uh, crime and safety in your in, in, in your community?
2: Yes, I think that what you you'll read about is a situation where persons were criminally charged that were illegally in the country, that released on bond, not not where the sheriff's do not honor their detainers, which they don't have to, but I, but they can. And they legally can. And what I tend to believe that if you have a criminal offender and you remove that person from the community, and in the situation we're talking about someone who's illegally in the country, if you at appropriate time remove that person by way of working with ICE and our federal authorities to remove from our country, you make the community safer. But when you release people, criminal offenders, back out into the community, who do they offend? American citizens, and people in their own community.
1: That's right. That's exactly
2: right. hide amongst these persons. They, they they put fear in these persons. And I can tell you right now, if there's anybody from the cartel listening right now, we're coming after you. When I have people that sell drugs that we picked up for selling drugs, particularly heroin and fentanyl, fentanyl and methamphetamines, I don't, I don't wonder who are they working for now. They're working for the Mexican drug cartel. My business as sheriff to make sure that working with our local, state, and federal partners, we go after you and put you out of business. And that's what we're asking. That's what we're asking the president, who's been in office, who worked with President Obama as his vice president, who knows what's going on. It's, these are no these are no new issues. The messaging the, the messaging that you send to Central America about it shouldn't be a weak message. Don't come to America unlawfully. Don't come through our borders illegally. You will not be allowed here. If you do. Don't come to America unlawfully and commit crimes you will be locked up and you will be removed that should be the message
1: yep no kidding sheriff anything that you'd like to conclude with at this point
2: well I, I would hope that, uh, that persons and I used to live in San Antonio when I was in the military but I would but I would hope that across this country that persons would listen to the sheriff's Of their their counties because they represent, they're elected by the people, the sheriffs represent the citizens at the most local level. And you can ask them, you know, when they ask who's your sheriff, everybody knows who the sheriff is. He can be trusted, they're doing their jobs to protect the community. We took an oath to protect uh, this Constitution of the United States of America and also our citizens within our communities, and we're going to do just that. Uh, Support your sheriffs, support your law enforcement, support your local and, and your state and your federal law enforcement officers. And again, we just ask the president to listen to what's going on and to respond and look at policies that we can put right back to rescind, they can help to make our sa- our country safer. You
1: got it, Sheriff. Thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. We've been speaking with uh, Sheriff Sam Page from Rockingham County, North Carolina. Sheriff, thank you very much, and stay safe.
2: Thank you, George. I'll take care now.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP nine thirty AM radio, The Answer. Howdy, my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer, and we've got uh, one of my good buddies uh, from the uh, uh, from the border area, from the Del Rio area, Mr. Raul Reyes, uh, who is a, uh, let's just call him a border security activist because uh, this gentleman is very, very active and uh, very, very uh, forthright in what uh, is going on. So him, him being born and raised, on the uh, at, near near and at the border, I want Raul I wanted to tell us what he sees that's going on and how does it compare to the past. Raul, to welcome to the show. What the heck is going on and how does it compare to the past? Yep,
0: uh, George, thanks for having me on your show. I really appreciate being back on here. Yep, you know, big difference, George. Uh, growing up in, in Del Rio, Texas, on Benedict County, you know, back then,
3: you know, illegal immigration were. The numbers were nowhere near where they are now, and those folks were coming here to work, and then uh, a lot of them would go back home because they were just trying to, you know, get money. Uh, you know, they make their money here, and then they they take it to Mexico. And back then, it was a preponderance of the illegal alien was uh, from Mexico. Today, not so much. Uh, our border uh, patrol agents are in- inundated. Uh, of course, our county sheriffs are running around ragged. And the numbers, I mean, the numbers don't lie. The Del Real sector is just crazy with unaccompanied alien children. That's the biggest difference. We're up 100. 130- 141 percent in the jail real sector, George, and then of course Big Ben 165. If you go to the border secure, uh border patrol, and protection website, you'll see all these numbers. And 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 above all, the, the you know among many other threats, the big one is you know we have folks from Yemen, Iran, China coming in through here, and it's no longer about illegal aliens coming in to just try to find work. We have a serious threat to
1: the nation and it's in our and it's in our southern uh, border district area. This is, you know, this is really really I mean my grandparents, I mean my my family as well, they're from the Laredo area. And I mean, you know, my grandparents, my uh, parents used to gripe about job competition from Mexico, but it was always, you know, people that came to work or uh, did come to stay with their families. This is completely I mean yesterday Uh, I was watching at the uh, San Antonio uh, bus station uh, a bunch of Central American women, women from Guatemala and Honduras with little kids, and they're all headed north. I am not sure what they're going to work at. How are they going to, what are they going to do? I don't understand it.
3: Yeah, and that's uh, and that's that, uh, I think this is you know that that's the question we're all asking. Uh, why are they coming here in drills like this? It's purposeful. Of course, Joe Biden broke uh, and and you know turn back the clock on the executive orders that Donald Trump put in place that fixed this mess and so now we find ourselves with women and George the worst part is the the child trafficking that is happening we are actively uh, going to these units and asking the question where do the children go after their process out-of-border patrol into the units, you know, the the detention facilities, and uh, where do they go from there? Nobody is tracking the NGOs and their process for moving children into the United States, folks, and and we have reached an all-time crisis down here. We're in serious threat by terrorists. I remember uh, two Yemen, Yemen individuals on the terrorist list got into Calexico, California, and that's only the ones that they caught, so we are... We've got a serious threat down there, George, and, uh, you know, uh, Raul Reyes and a whole lot of other good folks are trying to bring attention to that here on the southern border district
1: Do you uh, Do you see any kind of reaction by the local Democrats? Because at the national level, we, we have heard uh, Ocasio-Cortez, or, excuse me, Cortez, as she puts it. Yes. Uh, we have heard her say, you know, that if you criticize, uh, if you use the word... Uh, uh, invasion or uh, a- a- if you use anything describing this <laughs> invasion uh, that it's racist. I mean, what are the local Democrats saying about this?
3: Yeah, it's, it's funny. AOC seems to be hiding behind the bush and uh, no longer making false videos on fake fences, you know, decrying the last time this happened under the Trump administration. It was false. And uh, like, you know it, what? what well, that's a great question just recently bruno Rosado, who's the mayor a democrat staunch democrat in del Rio, texas you know he he told Biden it's a slap in the face. You know, I'm generalizing his quote, but he's not happy down there. And uh, and of course, you know, in Del Rio, Joe Frank, uh, who is a Democrat as well, he's a Carrefour of uh is not liking this. He also uh, chastised the administration for this. And all along the border, we're hearing Democrats not happy with this. Of course, you know, George. Last Thursday, we had a border symposium in Del Rio. A lot of Democrats showed up. We had well over a hundred people there. And uh, and what they're Saying is they're not happy with this, and I said this from day one. You know, it's a largely Hispanic community, and and sure they've been voting Democrat in the local elections. uh valverde County and some, I think it's two other counties down near Laredo, and McAllen went for Trump, which tells me what I've been proves what I've been saying is we're conservatives down here, and we don't like this border crisis that's been created by Democrats. And Democrats, in large and part, are coming out. And so I think there's going to be large consequences in 22, and uh, but we're going to see how that all turns out.
1: Do you think? Do you, I mean, there were some counties that went for Trump uh, in South Texas, like Zavala County. Do you think that this will impact uh, on on the political landscape in South Texas?
3: It it, it already has. In fact, uh, if you look at if you look at the Bella, he's not running anymore. Uh, he's not he's not seeking re-election. I, my, my guess is he sees the writing on the wall uh, of course then you look at Henry Cuellar down there and you know he's leaning conservative now he's chastising his own party as well for this broken uh, border mess and uh, he's going to have to do that if he's going to convince his constituents that as a Democrat he really cares about border security but when it matters he's not going to vote with Republicans is he and of course if you go over to Escobar well he's just the reincarnation uh, of Beto and of course the, the, what I will tell you the only Republican on this border, in my opinion, has failed to do anything either. So to your question, if Republicans don't set up some kind of contract with with the southern border constituents down here and say, we're going to put these executive orders that fix this mess and turn them into law so this never happens again, then it's going to be hard-pressed to convince them that both either Democrats or Republicans can do anything on this border. And so everybody's waiting for Donald Trump to show up. What I say is we need to start acting now. We're being activists out here on the southern border. We're going to have a few more of these symposium. I'll let you know where they're at, and you can announce them on your
1: radio show. I would love to. I would love to. I would love to let people know so that, I mean, what we need to do is, obviously, if the national government is not going to do anything to protect us, the local and state government has got to, which means that we've got to have local and state officials that, uh, as we would say, tienen huevos. <laughs> yep, they're going to have to grow some and get something done.
3: And we going to, you know, it's gonna, we've always had these, you know, left and right sways in, in American history, but people are going to have to activate. Back in 2010, the Tea Party activated. And and it wasn't, you're right, uh, uh, George, it wasn't politicians. It wasn't the national RNC or DMC or anybody. It was, it was notified. You know, we've had enough uh, voters and constituents, good American patriots that said enough of this Obama mess. And we're going to have to have Americans come out and activate. We're going to have to get in front of these units that are are housing children in the worst conditions and moving them to places we don't know, which is essentially just child trafficking. We're going to have to have people out there uh, to activate physically uh, in in a peaceful manner and show our politicians that they need to get off their rump and do something. All Democrat or Republicans representatives on this district have failed us
1: and uh, we're looking to people to activate and do something about it you got it uh, Anything else you'd like to add my, my friend um, because uh, we need to, we need to close out here but your I mean your perception and your, your input is is extremely valuable people need to hear from folks like you who are right on the border but even more important from people who are Hispanic. That have grown up on the border Who always, I mean, we're always being told I'm always being told That I'm supposed to be pro-illegal immigration Because, well, because My last name is Rodriguez <laughs> Well, and, and, and that's a that's an excellent segue To what I have
3: to say here And I'll give you a perfect example uh, Rancher out in, in Uvalde County 60 days, actually Kennedy County 60 days, he's had 78 encounters He's busy fixing fences, water crops uh, And he's not ranching He's more like fixing his the trespassing that is happening out here. And uh and, and, and that gentleman is a Hispanic out there, he's trying to make a living. And and a lot of folks out believe that we the hispanic population is democrat far from it we are conservative we are americans we are texans we're patriots and they're finally really w- waking up to realize that voting democrat is no longer an option but republicans are going to have to do something because we're watching them and we've got zero activity or action even all the way up from the rnc down here to the local level and so so it's time to activate make some noise and uh, fix this mess.
1: You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been talking with my good friend Raul Reyes uh, from Del Rio, from uh, de County. Raul, thank you very much, and keep keep us informed, my friend.
0: I will, George. Thank you so much for having me, buddy.
1: Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got um, my good friend Chris Hayek from uh, the Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C. I wanted to reach out to him because they've put out a, uh, a, a, a press release and a report regarding American jobs being protected because we're, you know, we are living in a time now where everything has become international, including the unions that are supposed to be working uh, on behalf of American workers. And uh, this is uh, this is the insanity that we are seeing now. Uh, uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Talk to us about uh, this report uh, or press release that you guys did.
0: Well, we are—we represent and are bringing a lawsuit on behalf of a group of American tech workers. Well? Yeah, yes. We represent and are bringing a lawsuit on behalf of a group of American tech workers uh, who were fired from their jobs at California Edison after being forced to train their cheaper foreign replacement. Uh, and, of course, uh, Big companies, you know, the, the same thing has happened at Disney, where they they had to change uh, the tech workers had to train their replacements and then uh, were fired. Um, big companies, of course, all have IT departments. They, they 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 want tech workers as cheap as they can get them, and a great way to do that is. any statutory authority
1: to do that now let me ask you let me ask you because you know um is is this something that that the biden administration has started or is this some uh something that was has been going on for some time because uh i know that there's been a lot of tension uh in silicon valley regarding uh the replacement of uh of uh tech workers of, of folks in the uh, in 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 those industries there in Silicon Valley, with folks from uh, from uh, foreign countries, uh, is this uh, is this something new or is this uh, something that's been ongoing?
0: Well, it, it, this particular regulation was
1: issued under the Obama administration. Oh my gosh! Uh, All right. Yeah, in 2016, as they were leaving, they, they issued this.
2: Um, it, you know, lawsuits can take a while to get through the court. They Correct now. Uh, Moving
0: for summary judgment in the case, Um, the uh, and it's been going on for. I mean, you know, it's been going on for decades that uh, big business wants cheaper labor. That's what they want. But what they're what they're doing if they bring in foreigners for that cheap labor, is uh, taking advantage of American workers who have built the economy. I mean, the 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 tech workers, American tech workers. They've done studies are by far better than. Any other country, they're they're just the best, and they built the internet, and they built the whole tech world. And but there's certain, uh, you know, uh, these companies are happy to cut corners and have uh, uh, cheaper and usually less able, uh, less proficient uh, foreign uh, replacements. And um, I mean, if industry could have all the foreign workers they wanted, you know, there were no restrictions at all, wages for Americans would just drop and and we'd uh uh pauperize or um you know put into poverty uh almost the whole country. Uh, we have and, and we have a higher cost of living here than they do in these other countries. Uh and, and we need to have, you know, American workers have to make more uh, to stay afloat and move ahead. So it's, it's really a basic social compact, and it's, it's one of the reasons we have borders, we have our own economy, and we want it are Americans, uh, just like every other country wants their economy for their people.
1: It's uh, it's very, I mean, this, this subject is very dear to my heart, because uh, my dad organized a printer's union in Laredo, Texas, because... Mexican printers used to cross the river, come to work for cheaper wages, and then go back home, back uh, across the river, uh, to live, uh, you know, very, very comfortable lives because they were getting American wages. However, the American wages they were getting were depressing the American wages for the Americans. So, uh, this is something that's really, really not new, I guess.
0: No, it's not. And it's, uh, I mean, to, to us, in a real sense, it's the internal war between uh, you know, business and workers. I mean, uh, they're, they're always trying to maximize their profits. Uh, businesses and, and workers are, but workers are entitled to the wage that our economy produces uh, for Americans. That they they shouldn't be undercut uh, by people who will work for much less especially if they'll just uh, spend it in other countries where where it goes farther. Uh, and and our law reflects that. I mean, the, the, there is this H-1B visa. Uh, there are other visas. Usually it's a requirement that uh, the companies can't find American workers, so they have to hire these foreigners. Uh, it's very easy to uh, meet that requirement, though. Uh, the Department of Labor has not really looked at it very carefully, uh, and... When it certifies, and uh, but, but DHS wants to go farther, further. They want to. Uh, they do claim that they have the general free ability just to authorize work for any alien they want to, even illegal aliens, and um, even when the law does not provide for that. So that that's the uh, danger here that the Biden administration can just go hog wild with with this and and uh, all these people it's releasing. Without even giving them a notices to appear uh, at immigration proceedings, it, it, they can also give them work authorization,
1: which is which just, you know which the labor market, which, which is the, really really the irony and the hypocrisy in this whole thing is because you know the 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 Democratic Party was built on the idea of American workers, the underclass, and here they are uh, victimizing workers. Yes. 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 The
0: Democratic Party it it's, uh, has so departed from its uh, roots and its uh, traditions. Here, it used to be the party of the worker and uh, uh, of, of really the average American, and it it's the party of the very
3: rich and of the elite uh, when it comes to this issue.
1: Globalist they're, elite. Globally on the
0: elite. side of, uh, of you know maximizing profits for shareholders and all that. And um, but but the thing is, it. it if you have to hire American workers, so does, so, do your, so does your competition. So you can still make the same profit. It's, uh, you know, everybody's uh, paying the same, and also that uh, encourages innovation and greater productivity. Right. To, uh, and, and, uh, and, and you'd have the people, uh, very talented American tech workers, who would be in the best position to provide that productivity Correct. and have in the past.
1: Hmm. Amazing. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we close, buddy?
0: Well, it, it's um, it, it's very important to do what we can in the courts to rein in this new administration and keep it keep it from just uh, making the disaster that we have now even worse, and uh, and hopefully uh, forcing it to enforce the law better.
1: Exactly. One so ah. part of you know, I, I I really can't imagine things getting worse, but they sure could. They sure could. Chris, thank you very, very much, folks. We've been talking with our good friend Chris Hayek from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute. Take care, Chris. Thank you very much for being with us.
0: Thank you,
1: George. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And uh, we've got our good friend, uh, former uh, commissioner uh, for customs and border enforcement, uh, Mark Morgan. And uh, Mark is now with FAIR, and he was down at the border last week. And I want to chat with him and ask him what he saw because I mean here is a man who has not only been uh, at the front lines but uh, now you know he is uh, retired and uh, I I guess he's like the rest of us we're kind of worried about this particularly in light of how porous this uh, this uh, border has become. Mark thank you for being with us. Uh, Tell us what did you see what did you hear Uh, what what do you think about what is going down on the uh, on at the border now. Look, I, I saw firsthand, living color, what what the rest of the, of the country is seeing, and. and you know, for the,
0: as the, the this, this administration is working overtime to try to convince the American people that we're not seeing what we're actually seeing, what what, what is actually happening on the southwest border. We got down there, uh, had some dinner. We went on the border. In and, and under five minutes, George, we, we, we saw uh, uh, unaccompanied minors and family members just start pouring in. In just one location. Uh, we were there for about an hour. And we, we saw hundreds of family uh, uh, units and unaccompanied minors. And as we were leaving, they were still pouring in. And the border patrol agent said, "It's like that every night in that section, four or five hundred a night." But look, here, here's what's really important, though. Is look, I, I, I've seen I, I've seen uh, migrants illegally enter the, the United States before, back in 2019. Obviously, during that crisis, the difference is We admitted the crisis. We were honest with American people. What 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 what? Struck as I, as I was watching, you know, a mothers with with, child, uh, with with their children in their arms, and these sixteen, seventeen year olds that decided to, to, to make the dangerous trek was, it, it was preventable, George? It was preventable. We 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 warned the Biden administration. We provided exhaustive briefings, and we told them if you do what they have done, you would create an unmitigated crisis. They their ideological hubris, uh, ignored the experts, and now we have this unmitigated crisis on our hands at the southwest
1: border. It's like you've, you've warned them not to play with matches, and they went ahead and created a bonfire.
0: That's exactly right, and we're watching the forest burn, and instead, George, and instead of trying to prevent the forest from burning, they're facilitating it to continue to burn. With our southwest border, we, I just heard this week, they're, they're building out military facilities, uh, FEMA's there, they're, they're, uh, CBP, HHS, they're all building uh, facilities at great taxpayers' expense, by the way. You know, th- this is going to cost taxpayers billions of dollars. And, and they're not trying to prevent the flow of illegal immigration. They're just trying to get really good at receiving them at the reception centers and releasing them as fast as possible. That's what's going on.
1: That's amazing. You know, uh, I remember the the very famous scene in Godfather Two, where little Vito Corleone is arriving at the uh, at Ellis Island. Everybody's walking through a a, a uh, uh, through lines. Uh, they single out the little kid because he's got TB and he's got to wait uh, on the island. Nothing like that is. It seems to be occurring at the at the border at this point.
0: No, and and, and that's very key. Look, look. We, we we should, as the United States as a country, we should we should never uh, uh, actively participate in encouraging, incentivizing, and facilitating illegal immigration. And I keep stressing illegal because this the you know, Open Border Advocates Administration wants to blur of the line, right? And we're talking about illegal immigration at any time. But, but you look, they're, they're being traffic, The smugglers their views, we, We've been over that. But especially in, in the middle of a global pandemic. The threat is dangerous enough. They're abused, but they're kept in overcrowded, unsanitary stash houses. And those two conditions are deplorable on any given day, but especially on top of, uh, of, uh, as we're still trying to navigate uh, uh, the global pandemic. Look, we still have businesses that are open. We still have people that are back to work. We we still have schools that are fully open. Heck, you have to have a passport if you're going to go from one state to another in in a couple of states here, but yet we're going to facilitate the illegal entry of migrants during a global pandemic, it makes no sense. It defies logic, and we had it addressed, and this administration undid
1: it all. The uh, you know the, this situation where children are being utilized, and we saw we saw recently a uh, a picture of a, of two kids being thrown over the, over the wall, yeah. literally. This situation of using kids, uh, how can you explain that to people that that you know we are in, incentivizing? The use of kids.
0: Yeah, so, so that's a great question, and this this is the question that because this administration loves to to, to, to pull to heartstrings and talk about cruel and inhumane policies, which under Trump administration, which is just a a lie, absolute lie. This is what I'll submit to your listeners: that is cruel and, and 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 inhumane. Is that you've got a mother and father in Guatemala right now, and and they. they they want a better house, they, they want a better quality of life. And so now they're going to make the decision to hand over their child, just like you saw in that video, right? So a parent made a decision to hand over their child to, to a smuggler, to a trafficker, to a cartel member. But then as they, as they made their way up the journey, you know, independent studies say up to 30% are abused. And then I go back to the overcrowded, unsanitary stash house. And then, Coyotes treat these individuals like pieces of trash, like garbage. We saw them live in color that the, the two uh, uh, tender age children. Just a week before, a nine year old daughter uh, 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 died in the Rio Grande. That the coyotes left her to fend for themselves, and we keep going on and on. That is what is inhumane because they know George now. previous administration, and we told them loud and clear, don't take the risk. It's not
1: worth it. You're not getting it. Things have changed now 180 degrees. Amazing, amazing. L- let me ask you about another situation that uh, really has has a lot of people disturbed and upset uh, was the capture of these uh, two Yemeni uh, guys that were apparently on the uh, no-fly list, which is, you know, not just the, no, the the watch list, but they were on the no-fly list. And these guys were caught already in the United States. Uh, what can you tell? Well, the, the second thing about that is how, how the administration apparently has handled it, because uh, they're, they're not saying too much about it. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, exactly. First of all, this is something every American <clears throat> citizen should, should, have,
0: should know. Uh, this administration should be fully transparent. Now, look, let's, let's keep in mind that right now there's a lot we don't know. So just because you're on a list doesn't mean you're actually a terrorist, right? So it means there's reasonable suspicion that, that you're connected to a terrorist or a terrorist organization. That threshold is very, very low, but nonetheless, it's extremely serious. And we should know, and we should know the details. We shouldn't have to be asking these questions. administration should be presenting that. And look, we're going to see this increase. The, 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 the virtual apprehends people from 140 different countries annually. And now, last just this month, the numbers are coming out 171,000 in March. That's a 400% increase from this time last year. Border toll resources are being pulled off the line to deal with the skyrocketing crisis-level numbers of families and unaccompanied minors once again, leaving our borders absolutely unsecure and wide open in areas so that more uh,
1: uh, criminal aliens or individuals like this are going uh, to get through our borders. This should concern all of us. I mean, you know, this situation, they caught two. Question becomes, you know, how many have not been caught?
0: Uh, George, that is the question. And look, so, so, but, but if you ask that question, then you get labeled racist, right?
1: right? <laughs>
0: and, and no, look, look right? I, I mean, it's true. And, and, and look, absolutely, families. And, and, and unaccompanied minors looking for a better life are coming in. They're, they're still violating the laws, still illegal, and they're still it, it, exploiting loopholes in our broken system. But look, we do not talk enough about the Godaways right now because, again, more resources are being pulled off to handle the kids and families. Um, they're, they're estimated, and I think it's an underestimation, a thousand Godaways a day. A thousand. That means in March of thirty thousand individuals got away wow. and it's not just people on, on the no-fly list but but it's, it's, it's rapists it's murderers it's pedophiles it's criminal aliens every single day a thousand are getting through because our borders are unsecure unlike the secretary and lying the american people trying to make us believe the border is secure it's a lie
1: it's absurd oh gosh once again once again mark if we if we are ever going to get this genie back into the bottle you know and it's going to be very difficult with the the thousands that have gotten in already the hundreds of thousands that have gotten in at least what do we need to do to stop it
0: look everybody needs to participate everybody needs to understand that elections have consequences that this administration is not going to address this they are going to continue to facilitate it and they're going to continue to allow people in. They're going to prevent ICE from deporting them in the on back and create the sanctuary country. It's time. Look, state AGs, state governors have to get involved. You have to reach out to, to, to the, the folks and the elected leaders in your state to get them involved like Texas AG did and a couple other states to push back mm-hmm. and sue
1: this administration for the unconstitutional, unlawful policies and executive orders that they've already put forward. Yep. You got it. You got it. I mean that's it's it's going to have to come to that because I I just yeah. don't see them being being very very responsive. I just don't see them being very very responsive uh in, in 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 at the White House. Mark, thank you very very much for taking time to be with us today. I really really appreciate it. Um you know, we we really depend on fair uh and folks like yourselves to 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 keep us informed to let us know what what is going on and how how, how we need to respond to it.
0: That's exactly right, George, and I appreciate what you're doing too. Again, the American people need the truth, and right now they're not getting it. They're being locked out, and this, this is this is not the America that I know. And so, you're providing an incredible service to, so that, that your listeners uh, actually have the truth and they have an understanding of what's actually happened, rather than the, uh, the misdirection, the lies being told by this administration.
1: You got it, buddy. Thank you very, very much once again, my okay. friends. We've been talking with our good friend uh, Mr. Mark Morgan uh, from Fair. Uh, Mark, you take care and we'll be in touch again. Once again, my friends, thank you for being with us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio. Um thank you for joining us. We've got we've got so much news that we could share with you. We've got so much information that we need to uh to bring you uh, my friends, we are under inv- we are under siege. We are in, in in a period of an invasion, as well as uh, we've got folks in Washington D.C. that want to take away our guns. They want us to stay home and sit home and shut up uh, and wear masks. Uh, they want to uh, defund the police. I mean this. I mean it is it is a full scale attack on American society and American freedoms. We need to understand that. Uh, I want to thank uh, our guests today: Sheriff Sam Page, uh, Commissioner Mark uh, Morgan, Chris Hayek from Immigration Reform Law Institute, and of course my good friend Raul Reyes uh, down in Valverde County. Um, my friends, once again, uh, if you're interested in uh, in inviting me to uh, come speak at your uh, to your groups, please, please, please feel free to contact us. Uh, You can find me on Facebook page, El Conservador. You can find me on uh, our webpage uh, at El Conservador. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, My friends, it's very easy to find me. I also want to encourage you to purchase uh, my book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, which you can find, uh, you can order through Barnes & Noble if you don't want to go through Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon, but many of us I uh, have been fed up with uh, with that or, uh, company. So, uh, if you want to purchase it, you can go to Bar- Barnes and Noble and purchase it, uh, order it through them. Uh, we really, really want you to encourage. Uh, want to encourage you, my friends, to support us. Uh, we are uh, a shoestring operation, and uh, we need your support. We need to. We can need to continuously speak out. And my friends, I, I, you know, I speak out very strongly on the issues of race, on the issues of, uh, uh of, uh, immigration, and of course, fake news. Uh, also, if you want to check it out, uh, go to my YouTube channel. I've got some great videos that you might want to look at, uh, regarding, uh, news items, as well as the issue of, uh, how, uh, the uh, I, I, the issue of the topics of uh, that I mentioned of race relations and um, fake news. So, my friends, thank you once again for being with us. I hope that you will tell your friends. I hope that you will share the program with other folks. Once again, George Rodriguez El Conservador in San Antonio brought to you courtesy of Bo- of Border Hawk News. Please check them out and please continue to support us. Once again. Uh, continue to support us. And once again, signing off, El Conservador, George Rodriguez in San Antonio.